Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or on the 88 channel, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. You are listening to myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, we've got none other than my good friend, Brett. Brett, hey, hey. how are you doing this morning? Really, really good. Yeah. yeah feeling the burn. Did a whole lot of exercise yesterday. Oh, that's Joined so- a weight loss challenge. Oh, so. that's so good. Yeah. What's your What's your main mode or main method of exercise? What are you What are you trying to do? Man, I've been doing a bit of high-intensity interval training and a okay, lot of walking. Yes. Those are the main the main things. Mm. Yeah. So it's been good. Interval training is fantastic for, for weight loss. If you're in the weight loss challenge, dude... Like interval training, walking afterwards, like kicking goals. Yeah. As well oh, as like calorie reduction, usually. Yeah. It's just like, this is the way <laughs> it goes. Just like eat better food, less, mm. and, uh, and do some stuff. Then, then, yeah, weight loss. There you go. That's, dude, that's yeah. so I lost a bit of weight yesterday, actually. Oh, nice. I went to the barber and got like my shaggy head of hair very <laughs> well and truly cut off. Um, it was, it was getting pretty, pretty long and shaggy, you know, just over, over summertime and, and whatnot. And now I'm like, now I'm light. I'm agile. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready. Nah, not really. Yeah, that's given me ideas. I yeah. might be able to win the challenge with this. I, yeah, I need a yeah. Too. You've got a bit of hair yeah. going, dude. Do. Dude, just just need even, a haircut. Like it'll be like the last day. You know, the yeah. day before. It's like it's projected. Like, oh, maybe I won't hit the yeah. target. And then, then I just go bald. Shave off the hair. Shave off the beard. Gone. That's genius. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, and other than that, yeah, just having just having a fantastic weekend. Just spending Excellent. spending time with friends. I had we had some friends down from uh, from up north who were spending time with up in Bundaberg. Ooh, from nice. Bundaberg down here. So, you know, experiencing uh weather that's a little bit cooler. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more tame and, and whatnot. So gets warm in Bundy. Dude, praise God. Great weekends, great times. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Mm. Lawson. Got Brett here at the desk as well. And right now we are getting into our first quiz question for the week, guys. Get excited, get keen, and get ready to give some answers. Yeah. Remember, every answer puts you in the draw for... Every correct answer puts you in the draw for an awesome prize, which I'll get to shortly. But the first question is, what wicked king... Reigned 55 years after being crowned at the age of 12. Mm, so, okay. a wicked king from the Bible. Uh-huh. We're not just talking any wicked king. Mm-hmm. Um, but what wicked king reigned 55 years after being crowned at the age of 12? The options are Asa, mm-hmm. Manasseh, Jeconiah, or Jehoram. Mm. So, that's A, Asa, B, Manasseh, C, Jeconiah, or D, Jehoram. That's right. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, and and it's A B C or D, guys. Mm. So we, we we you have good chances. There are good odds in your favor here. What are the prizes that people can win this year? Well, we've actually got two this time. Oh, okay. This so week, I should say um, this week, not this yeah. year. But yeah, this <laughs> well, week. it is in this year, but it's a week yeah, in the year. Right. It works. It works. Correct. Um, well, we've actually got two books to mm-hmm. give away. And they're looking at persecution in mm. the modern Christian life. So one of those books is called Hearts of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 12 inspiring stories of costly faith from today's persecuted Christians. I'm actually mm. going to read a small bit of the blurb of this one because it's really mm. interesting. Um, f- basically, there's a few stories. One, um, I- I'm just giving an abridged version here, but um, 
there's this story of a woman who's going like she's living in a Muslim country, evangelizing, spreading the gospel and coming under threat for that. But there's also stories of a Colombian evangelist on the run for witnessing to guerrilla fighters, an American woman who oh. publicly forgave Islamic extremists who gunned down her husband on the streets of Benghazi in Libya and many more. Wow. So there's some pretty crazy stories of modern persecution mm. um, and how people's faith get them through those sort of situations. And so, yeah, reading about... I've always found like being a history nerd, reading about the martyrs in the Roman Empire is so inspiring. Yeah. But what we sometimes forget here in the West, where it's pretty comfortable to be a Christian, you know, not always perfect, but pretty comfortable, is that there's a lot of martyrs out there. There's a lot of people who are yeah, going so. under massive persecution to spread mm. the gospel. So some of these modern stories is pretty awesome um, mm. to learn about, you know. And then we've also got Trouble on the Way. Uh, which also deals about persecution in the modern sense and helps mm. us sort of recognize uh, persecution in all its forms and gives us strategies to overcome it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. These fantastic books were supplied to us by The Voice of the Martyrs. We're going to be doing mm. an interview with Tony Benjamin later this week from mm. Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, we get them on and we hear from them about the amazing work that they're doing supporting Christian persecution, or well, those who are being persecuted yeah. as Christians right around the world. And so these books coming from a fantastic source as well we want to wholeheartedly recommend them to you mm. again that number is 0491-064-669 and if you answer these quiz questions and mm. we have the draw on friday and your name gets you know your name comes out as the winner mm. you will get these prizes for free again 0491-064-669 listening to the breakfast show here on faith of M. brett what is happening in the world of positively different news well there's some really cool things going on actually and um this first story was actually sent to us by a listener mm-hmm. so shout out to jeffrey mm. um basically the headline is man uses inheritance to quit job and clean up plastic from sydney harbour beaches so this guy calls That's himself the amazing. gosh yeah the gosh he's like a superhero it stands uh-huh. for the guardian of sydney harbour <laughs> yes. yeah it's pretty cool the gosh i like oh, it I that understand. is an epic name yeah it is an epic name uh-huh um so his name's andy Orr, uh-huh. and basically yeah he inherited a large sum of money um a couple of years ago and instead of diving into a life of luxury or like using that money to like yeah do all manner of things like travel or whatever um instead he actually he quit his job and used that money to fund his efforts to clean up sydney harbour to save sydney Harbour. yeah because sydney harbour's always had a bit of a trouble with you know yeah. all this sort of rubbish and litter mm. and everything so yeah yeah this guy um every morning he's out in the water um with a bucket and rubbish tongs he's picking up rubbish um mm. from sydney harbour um and he's glad that he's not being paid he used to be an english teacher mm. and um yeah, he says he works harder now, and the only difference is that he doesn't get paid to do this, but he's happy not to get paid. Mm. Uh, he says, every day that I come down here, I actually think that by picking up this plastic, I'm stopping a daft bird or dopey fish from eating it. Yeah, So yeah, He says he's joking about the daft birds and the dopey fish, but yeah. yeah, you know, like, it's a pretty powerful thing to do, to um to use a large sum of money. You know, I think there's there's more than a few of us who, if we suddenly got a large sum of money, would be tempted to do all sorts of fun things, but oh, this yeah. guy's... He's become the gosh. Mm. He's dedicating himself to looking after, yeah, Sydney Harbour. And I think that that's a good principle in there, isn't there, about mm. creation care. Mm. You know, whatever we believe about some, like obviously some things like global warming and all that can be debated, and there's a lot of yeah. debate about that. But creation care is a universal Christian principle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our original and first jobs were was as conservationists. Mm. You know, that was the occupation given to us by God. I also love here, you know, as the Bible says, like where your heart, where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. Mm. And this person has received this sum of money, and 
their heart is for the betterment of their local environment yeah. and and their you know and, and by extension you know how their local environment affects and can contribute to the actions and and whatnot and the enjoyment of their local community and they're like yeah mm. uh, and that extends to both people and birds and fish uh, and yeah and so they're they're out here they're looking after that they're they're doing mm. something noble uh, i would say with the acts with the funds that they've been given and yeah. and with the yeah with the I, you could say privileged position that they find found themselves in mm. here they're like oh yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna be a blessing with this yeah yeah. And it can often inspire other people to join in. You know, if someone takes the lead in helping out with this sort of stuff, it can be an inspiration to others. So, yeah, honestly, best of luck to the gosh. Yeah. Hope he does Shout well. out the gosh, man. Shout out just, to the gosh. Just get it done. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. Uh, in other news, um, this is a really interesting technological piece of news. Mm. So... Everyone's heard of prosthetic limbs, I'm sure. Yes. Really useful things for amputees or, yep. you know, someone who's had an accident or any of that sort of stuff. Um, in Italy, there's actually been a new type of prosthetic hand developed mm-hmm. that can sense temperature. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so if it... So like, it actually allows the wearer to sense temperature. It allows the wearer mm. to... Because I'm thinking like, okay, it can sense temperature. Does it have like, you know, I've, I uh, I worked at a, a server at one point in my life mm. and we had those things where it's like a stick and it was <laughs> like you had to know how warm the the pies were or how cold the mm. freezer was. And you say, it's like, okay, to sense temperature, fair enough. But, yeah. it, and I'm like, okay, it senses temperature. Maybe it has like a little number or something on it. But you're saying it enables the user mm. to sense to feel to feel that temperature that temperature yeah how on earth does it do that so have you ever heard of phantom pain yes so amputees often feel phantom pain that's because mm. the nerves still think there's something there mm. and this this particular thing is managed to actually attach to the wearer's residual arm mm. it's a prosthetic arm in this case um, in such a way that it tricks the nerves into feeling like like that phantom nerve because like I've I've spoken to amputees they still feel like they're moving their hands for example Wow. Even though they can't. They can they can imagine that they're moving their hands and they f- still feel their fingers moving mm. even though they don't have fingers anymore. Something like that. It's pretty crazy with phantom pain how that works and just that phantom sensation generally. This thing actually taps into that and it is able to transmit that heat signal to the actual nerve, um, what's left of it on the arm anyway. And Dude, actually, yeah, people are able to feel warmth. And the whole motive of making this is to improve, you know, human connection for people who've been through these sort of things. Because, mm. you know, a lot of, like, touch is a pretty human thing, you know, mm. Hug, like hugging, handshakes, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Also safety. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's, that is uh, true. That is it's true. also, like, good to good to know, like, oh, I wonder how hot, the pot is yeah don't and, want to melt your prosthetic limb yeah that, that's right like <laughs> that kind of thing like oh this is this is so cool mm. I, but uh, i'm like how does it how does it get in how does it get in touch with the phantom nerves like how does it how does it bridge that gap like what does it touch in particular is it just the remaining nerves that just yeah. puts a heat Honestly, sensation into I, I do not know the specifics it just mm-hmm. says it transmits thermal information from the fingertip of the prosthetic hand to the wearer's residual arm that's and it's crazy. able to do so in such a way that the story of the guy who tested it, um, he hadn't had a, a hand for 37 years. It had been yeah, amputated wow. at the wrist, um, and he was able to feel the warmth of another person with this prosthetic hand, Wow, which is pretty cool. You know, um, That's deep. Exactly how it connects to the nerve, I'm not sure, but they're able to use that um, to make it feel like this person's feeling something in their fingers. Don't know how, but it's an impressive development. Well, one day... 
it become more advantageous to not have hands? I mean, well, to, have pro- <laughs> to have a prosthetic hand over a regular hand because you can't break it. Yeah. I mean, you could break it, but like you immediately fix it. And, yeah. and if it could do everything and have every function of a regular Win hand. Win all the firm handshake contests yeah. if you can grip it enough. And you could yeah. be like the $6 million <laughs> man and, you know, just, that, man, it's crazy. I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted by this. This is incredible. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Doing by myself. Got Brett in the studio mm. as well. Got Shell producing, doing a fantastic job. And right now, it is time for our next quiz question, if you can get mm. that for us, Brett. So question two. Daniel, <clears throat> Daniel refuses to eat unclean food in which chapter of the book of Daniel? Mm. So he refuses to eat unclean food. Hmm. But in which chapter? If in you, which chapter? If you know the answer to that one, if you know which chapter it is, where Daniel refuses to eat unclean food, mm. then 0491-064-669 is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw for two amazing books that we have to give away this week. We've got Hearts of Fire and Trouble on the Way, both of these about Christian persecution mm. and in in the modern sense as well as you were saying earlier uh, hearts of fire is more of a testimony based book 12 different mm. testimonies of people who faced persecution and how yeah they're inspiring stories of how they overcame as yeah. well and trouble on the way more a general perspective about what persecution is how it is affecting christians and how we can live to to through and to overcome persecution too. Yeah. Amazing, amazing books. Again, our number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And that question, Daniel refuses to eat unclean food in which chapter mm. of Daniel? Yeah, unclean as in biblically prohibited, not just dirty food. Yeah, just clarify. yeah. Not like picked yeah. up off Old the Old Testament floor. food laws. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning and I have two stories. It's about daughters. It's about daughters. daughters. It's about people's daughters and some kind of very tragic things that have taken place in mm. some people's lives. Uh, the first story comes from a Texas pastor. His name is Mark McDaniel. And he was driving a car. And uh, this guy, just before I get into the story, he is a pastor of a church there in Texas. Um, he is the parent of a couple of adoptive kids mm. and on this particular day him his wife and his 17 year old high school daughter adoptive daughter were they had just been at a uh, a basketball game a school basketball tournament mm. where you know the daughter had done quite well for herself and whatnot they're on the way home after it and i can say like growing up doing sports and traveling a lot with my dad to be able to do those sports is like mm. one of the most positive experiences that I like fondest memories I have of my dad is traveling to and from sporting events yeah. and whatnot. And it's like just being there, being with my dad, talking about the game and getting encouraged and mm. whatever it may be. And, and yeah, just really, really positive experience. And unfortunately during that experience, uh, this pastor, he begins to have a coughing fit, like uncontrollable coughing. Well, then he passes out as a result, like just completely just, yeah, loses consciousness and comes to in the car, like upside down, wow. um, having crashed. And the unfortunate result of that crash and crash and the devastating and tragic result of that crash is that 
his wife and his daughter passed away. Wow. That's tragic. Incredibly heavy, um, heavy situation, full of grief. Yeah. And, and guilt too. Imagine and the guilt heartache and guilt. And I think from this person's perspective, uh, Mark McDaniel, he is a pastor. I think mm. he is probably, uh, you know, not that grief is easy to overcome no mm. matter who you are, uh, but I, I think pastors in particular being equipped to deal with, you know, to help others deal with grief mm. and pain um, has been, you know, dealing with that grief and pain as well in the best way he can. And he's been very much supported by the local school, mm. his local church family, very well looked after. And uh, he has other kids in his family as well. And there, so there is a, a, a broader, you know, he has other family members to confide in and, yeah. um, you know, two other kids and, and to come close to at this time. But it's, it's really sad. And I, I read this story when it first came out and just saw the tragedy that it was. And I think mm. at the time, my, my question was, is, well, how is he reacting to this? Because no statement had been released. Yeah. Um, but then in his church and on his social media, uh, recently, you know, he's been releasing statements and, and I think, you know, he's been talking about how much he loved his daughter, how much he loved his wife, you know, mm. oh, my daughter was my universe, my, my wife, she was my life partner. We've been mm. married for, I think, cause he's, uh, 50, they've been married for 25 years. You wow. know, so wow. long-term marriage as well. Uh, but you know, in the end he said, look, all I can do is hold on to hope. Like that's all I mm. have. Like the hope of, Jesus' soon return, mm. the hope to see them in the clouds, you know, caught up together in the clouds. Referencing First Thessalonians chapter 4, where it says, you know, I, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Mm. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that those who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. Amen. We look forward to the resurrection of those who would die because there are these tragic situations happening everywhere and, mm. and all the time. So therefore we look forward to the resurrection of the dead with hope that that will take place. And it's in another place in, in first Corinthians where there were some people who were denying the resurrection of Jesus mm. and, and Paul writing to them saying, if you deny the resurrection of Jesus, you deny the resurrection of the rest of the dead. And if we deny the resurrection of the dead, we have no hope. Like yeah. our faith is futile if we deny the resurrection. But as Christians, we wholeheartedly embrace the resurrection. Mm. We love the resurrection. What a beautiful hope it is. Because it represents, yeah, our hope yeah. that, despite the tragedy that happens on this earth. And I want to quickly say about that as well, you know, this tragedy that happens on earth and the questions that usually come out mm. of these kinds of scenarios and situations, why did God take her from me? Mm. Uh, some Something like this. And the reality of the situation is it's not god working to kill people no no sin is killing people yeah so the unfortunate consequences of sin it's like oh what sinful action did mark mcdaniel pastor mark mcdaniel do to kill his <laughs> wife and daughter and it's like mm. no, no 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 we are perpetrators in sin but we're also victims yeah we sin are corrupted the whole world that's every right level. Yeah. we are victim he is a victim of the fact that that day you know living in a corrupt and sinful body mm. he had a coughing fit that 
caused him to black out in yeah. the life of his wife and daughter. Like he and and I, you know, we sit here this morning. We definitely don't say that he himself is consciously responsible for killing his mm, of you know, his not. his family. Like it's mm. something that's completely uncontrollable. Um, no, like what he is experiencing, what he is going through with his wife and, and with his daughter and whatnot is not the fault of God, mm. nor is it caused by God. It's the fault of sin. Yeah. And, but the amazing reality of the situation mm. is that God is doing everything for their reunion. And I yeah, think it's really it. beautiful. It continues on. In that passage, it says, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Mm. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. These are words of comfort. And, you know, we're giving away books on persecution. Mm. You know, I can think particularly the context in which Paul is writing this to Mm. the Thessalonians, to those living in a Gentile world who were receiving persecution for their faith. And he says, you know, despite the death and the heartache that they're Mm. seeing around them, he says, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Like, these words words of the resurrection should bring comfort. They should bring hope of something amazing in the future. That's their purpose, isn't it? Like, at the end of the day... I think the reason we we struggle so much with death, like death is one of the things humanity struggles with most of all in terms of grief and everything like that. It's because death is unnatural. It was never part of God's plan. And God's working to restore that as we speak. And the resurrection is what makes everything right again. Mm. So it's a beautiful hope, you know, a beautiful hope of seeing lost loved ones and of living in a world without that unnatural death hanging over us, without grief, without Mm. sorrow. It's an amazing hope. It is an amazing hope. And 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 I love here like this... This pastor here, you know, he's reflected on that. And, and as a man of the gospel, as a man of the word of God, mm. he's like, yeah, like all I can do is take hope in the future resurrection that we have. Hey, we'd love you to text in and share 0491 What do you look forward to the most in the resurrection? Mm. Or what, what excites you most about the hope? that yeah. we have in the resurrection. Give us a text. Again, that number is 491 You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are going to have our next quiz question. Awesome. So this is number three. It is a fill-in-the-blank question, and we're basically filling in the blank of this verse. But let something run down like water, and righteousness like a mighty stream. Mm. So, but let something run down like water, and righteousness like a mighty stream. Do you think mm. we should give the people a hint, Lawson? I mean, you can. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, you'll find this verse somewhere in Amos chapter 5. Yeah, Amos chapter 5 is where it's coming from. Guys, fill in the blank. Again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win these two incredible books mm. about persecution. We've got Trouble on the Way as well as House on Fire. We want to get House of Fire, I should say. Hearts we, of Fire. Hearts of Fire. Man. Third time lucky, man. Third hey, time we're, lucky. We're, we're, we're here. Yeah. We're getting it done. It's Monday morning. It we're kicking goals. We're, 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 tra- we're scoring tries. Guys, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. On the phone with us, we have our good friend, Pastor Justin Lawman, to talk about all things politics and prophecy. Justin, are you there with us? 
I am Lawson. Hi, Brett. How are you? Good, thanks, it, it, you're kicking goals and th- is this because it's Super Bowl is on at the moment? Oh, dude, I'm I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm 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 here. I'm here. I'm here for the Super Bowl. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's good, mate. Mm. Yeah, that that quiz question was harder than you normally. They're pretty like straightforward, but that was that was a bit better today. It's mm. it's mu- it's a Monday, you know. Like I think we've. As the week goes through, we mm. get a little bit easier because we're like, oh, you know, want to make sure that people are, are getting in for our amazing prizes. But this mm. morning, we're like, hey, it's it's Monday morning. People are maybe less equipped or the least equipped to be able to use 100% <laughs> brain power and answer the quizzes. But we're like, and <laughs> so I guess we're just even, we're going to make it even more difficult. We're yeah. like, hey, look, you got more chances to answer. So let's yeah. let's give them a real challenge. And just for you two, Pastor Justin, like put it on hard difficulty, see how the pastor goes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm keeping out of it. I'm out of it. Hey, Justin, what is happening in the world of politics and prophecy? Okay, so the folks that listen, as I've been talking over the well, um, years now, um, the big duke out between the globalists and the populace is what I'm been talking about lots, mm. and it's expressed most acutely in the current presidential election, mm. the race that's happening in the U.S. There's lots going on in the world, folks. Boy, we could be here all day and would not run out of material. Mm. But I, I think an important thing has just happened, and I'm calling the topic today Biden's brain. Mm. <laughs> Biden's brain. Okay. Biden's brain. Poor, poor, poor President Biden. He's uh, had some medical issues in the past. He's had a hemorrhage and things. And he's got to 81 years of age. And it's clearly not working as well as it once did. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And what's just happened that he, there were documents all over his garage that yeah. were top secret. And and just to put this in perspective, folks, because they try and make out Trump and because Trump had the same thing in Mar-a-Lago, but in a in a safe. Mm. Uh, Trump was the president before he got the documents. Biden wasn't. Biden mm. was a vice president. He really should have had nothing of that level there. Mm. Anyway, they appointed a uh, special counsel, which are these independent investigators, top class lawyers. His name was Heard. He was a Republican, but, you know, middle-of-the-road guy. And he's come out with a report to say, hey, Biden Biden was willful in his uh, taking of these documents, but we can't prosecute him because his memory is so bad. He wow. cannot even remember. <laughs> he cannot even remember what year he was vice president. Crazy! I, s- I actually saw a video recently where he introduced himself to some staff as one of the senators. Like, <laughs> he as does that. He does yeah. that regularly. The mm. media has given this. I think if this was an, in Australia, and he was our prime minister, we would have him. <laughs> just he'd be so far gone now. We'd be all over him like a rash, mm. and the media would not let up. Mm. And where. Most of the media in the US have let this guy get away with stuff that they would never let anyone else get away with. Mm. And it's got so bad now 
He's he's saying he's asked Mexico not to open the border to Egypt and all sorts of shit. To Egypt? Yeah, because he meant Gaza and the Gaza Strip and all that, but he said Mexico. But (laughs) it's not that he just has that happen once. It's going on again and again. And... And today being the Super Bowl, it's always – it's the tradition that the sitting president gets interviewed and it's played live on air. Well, it, it's a recorded, but it's played on air before the Super Bowl, about 20, 25-minute interview. Mm. And he's refused to do it. And wow. I think everyone knows why because he – when he came out in a press conference a few days ago to say, my brain's fine <laughs> – Guys, it's bad. Mm, it's yeah. very bad. And here's, here's the kicker. Who, who is the big question? There's two who's, okay? Who is running the country? That's the first who. Because mm. he's clearly not. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, guys, if you've been to a nursing home, you've got a relative who's... Mm. Unfortunately, mm. their, their brain's just not working like it should because of mm. age. Yeah. The most powerful man in the world, the most pressured job on the face of the earth, mm. we're going to give it to that guy. Mm. This is – if they made a movie and it had all this in it, people would think it's exaggerated. Yeah. This is reality. Mm. This is reality. And they've got themselves – because the second who – is who do they replace him with? Mm-hmm. Because Vizek Ramasamy has come out uh, just over the weekend saying he's not going to be the nomination for the Democrats. Someone He's not going to make it to the election in November. They're going to have to replace him. Now, this is they've got themselves in such a jam because the person that would replace Biden is – uh, the vice president. That's mm. how the system works. And mm. she is Kamala Harris. She's more unpopular than Biden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredibly. It's, yeah. It's crazy, uh, like, just how indicative this situation is of the polarization in the US, though, because you're right about Biden not being held particularly accountable, despite his obvious lack of leadership at the moment. Mm. And yet, yeah. you know, I, I was always struck by the fact that he was the, like, there were more votes for him than any president in US history, but he was never <laughs> particularly popular. It was like more votes against Trump than votes for Biden, yeah. so to speak. And yeah, it yeah, makes he, you wonder what's well, going to happen now. Well, he supposedly got clearly... more votes than Barack Obama, who was incredibly popular. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because Biden himself, you know, he, at the time, he came across as a moderate Democrat candidate. And, you know, yeah. like that, that got people over. But now, like, I'm not convinced that strategy is going to work again, you know. Mm. So you're right. Who, who's coming in next? So there's a couple of options. that and I don't know how they could actually practically do it because if th- there's a, something called the 25th Amendment where, and I think in this next week or so, the Republicans in the House at least and possibly the Senate are going to start to have some Senate investigations around uh, for people around Biden to say how bad is this guy because mm. he's clearly bad and they've got tons of evidence now. And every time the man gets in, in the public eye, it gets worse. Yeah. And he's you, you can see videos from just two years ago. 
him talking and then now you can see this guy has declined. Mm. Now, that happens to all presidents. Barack Obama went grey. Like yeah. you could see him going grey. Mm. I think our own Albanese, our own prime minister is getting a little silver touch there a bit faster than he was because <laughs> these guys are under enormous pressure. I, I, yeah. I, no matter what side of politics you're on on that, have me, we should pray for these leaders because they're mm. – they're under enormous pressures, and clearly you don't want to be doing that at 81 years of age, mm. not in this world. So um, <laughs> they're going to come after this guy, and if the 25th Amendment, which says if the if the, the president is unwell, he might be shot and still alive, that's the sort of thing they have it mm. for, or his brain's failing him, well, he can be replaced and he'll be replaced with the vice president. Mm. Now, I don't think Democrats want her um, just because she is not – I don't know why she's so unpopular, but she is so unpopular. Um couple of people uh, think, in the I wings. A, I think there's a few reasons why she's so unpopular. Like, Tell me, Lawson, what, do, what are you I, seeing? Well, I think that she, she, she takes like in – kind of indefinite stances on things but is never willing to clarify anything that mm. she means or says and uh as much as like you know she she very much uh was was a win for for those you know I think similar to Barack Obama it was like okay this is a re- win of representation mm. in, in Identity, politics yeah. you know uh, representation at the highest end of politics and whatnot uh, simultaneously like I, I remember some of the memes that, that were coming out like 2021 and whatnot it's mm. like it's like Aren't we so stoked about the uh, the guy that the diversity in in the White House now? Um, women of color can approve drone strikes as well because that was a, a lot of the activity that uh, <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris was, you know, uh, participating in. Oof. And so and so, it's I think for a lot of people they have seen through this as a like they've seen through this a little bit. It's like, okay, this is just tokenism rather than anything else. Mm. Um, and have also similarly to Joe Biden seen a person that is similarly struggling to be competent in their role. And also I think that she makes very little sense when she speaks as well and she doesn't have dementia. Yeah. No. And, and, and that, that's a good point. The, not to mention the laugh. That's right. The little the cackle. cackle. It's a cackle. The it's incessant cackle. But the little sense so, that she makes is from a deep concern that if she says something she or, or takes a stance on something that people would disapprove of her, but her lack of stance on on anything, on any mm. issue, has like has caused her to lose popularity anyway. Mm. And yeah. so you it, you got her covered, Lawson. Yeah. Clearly, you'll and, be voting for her if you lived in the US. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think it just shows again. But I, it's a reflection of the from from the Democratic, well, not the Democratic, but from the Democrat perspective of wanting to have that ride we wide-reaching globalist um, appeal, how can you really please everyone? That's that's mm, the yeah. question. And it's like these two people who are trying to go about it, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And, f- and on the other side, kind of orange, orange man bad, yeah, Donald Trump is getting more and more powerful, mm. more and more popular. They've crushed this 
immigration bill which would have given amnesty to all these illegal immigrants, which just gives the Democrats more votes. That's the only mm. thing they're into there. Mm. Nikki Haley, who is this moderate middle of the road, supposedly anyway, um, mm. is just getting crushed. And in Nevada, when they, <laughs> they ran a poll the other day, she came third to no one. The mm. 60% of the vote said none of the above. Whoa. So. <laughs> That's so brutal. How has she not dropped out already? But I think in the coming weeks, she's mm. gone. Yeah. And mm. we've got all this lawfare against Trump that's really chirpy. Mm. The Supreme Court, things to look at this week, the Supreme Court has heard oral arguments over can states take President Trump off the ballot or any president? candidate off the ballot mm. in a given state. Uh, I don't think that's going to get up. I think the Supreme Court will come down on the side of Trump, but mm. we will see. Mm. Um, there's all sorts of Ukraine is collapsing. The poor people of Ukraine and Russia and this terrible thing that should just end. Mm. Tucker Carlson has interviewed Putin. He's another big thing that is causing all sorts of waves and ripples. Mm. And it seems like the NATO states in the in um, Europe are shaping up like Russia is going to keep on coming. Mm. That they're not going to stop with Ukraine, but it seems now America has that this bill that was immigration had sixty billion in it to fund Ukraine. Well, that's failed, and it doesn't look like they're going to get their funding. They may, but mm. it doesn't look like it, which means it's all over Red Rover. Mm. And what's what happens in Ukraine? Um, lots of. Lots of our brothers and sisters in Christ in that country, mm. and we we uh, keep praying for those the people. It's just horrendous what goes on there. And then there's the Middle East mm. Mm. and the continuing sorties that are being flown by the U.S. Uh, strikes, drone strikes on both sides. Not a dull moment in the world at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think all of these movements around the world, you know, politically and militarily and whatnot, where does that leave us as Christians, you know, in terms of our reaction to these things, you know, what we should be doing, how we should be acting and, and viewing these particular things unfolding? Because, mm. of course, we can see our world changing through those. How, do, how should we view that? My big take, Lawson, is keep up above the political fray mm-hmm. and preach the gospel. Amen. Keep sharing the truth as it is in Jesus, because that's the only thing that's going to get people through what's coming. Mm. There's some dark, dark days ahead of the world before Jesus comes. Mm. And it would be very easy just to sort of take up the mantle and go into battle against these atheists that are, hate Christians and da da. Hey, try and save some of them. Mm. Try, try and share uh, the wonderful saving truth of Jesus that the Bible will change your life. God will forgive you and he will Mm. give you new meaning and purpose like you can't imagine. That's what the church should be doing right now. That's what we should all put our shoulder to because trouble's coming. It's already set now. It's, It's just a matter of how long it can hold out before it really breaks forth and we need to get the job done of sharing the gospel with all the world. That's my take on it. Mm. 
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.